How are you doing in enjoying him? How are you doing in thanking him? All of those to me kind of wrap up into the idea of worshiping God. <clears throat> you know, Jesus had a, a, an incredible experience one day where <clears throat> he ran across 10 lepers and he healed every one of them. And then he sent them on their way to talk to the priests, to show themselves to the priests. And <clears throat> then something really interesting happens. Nine of them keep going, and one of them turns around and comes back. One of them <clears throat> worships. One of them values Jesus. One of them enjoys Jesus. One of them loves Jesus. One of them wants to thank Jesus for what just happened. And the other nine didn't stop, didn't turn around, didn't come back, didn't have the same heart posture as the one that did come back. <clears throat> so here's a question for you. Is it possible that God has given you and I, a gift, or, or even more than one gift. In a similar way that Jesus gave a gift of healing to those lepers, is it possible that he's given you and I some spiritual gifts? And, <clears throat> and our response to that is unfortunately more like the nine than the one. To where maybe we haven't stopped, turned back to Jesus, recognizing the beauty of that gift, of those spiritual gifts that he's given us, and we haven't worshiped, we haven't thanked him, we haven't valued those spiritual gifts. My <clears throat> good friend Carl Elkins knew that I was gonna be preaching um, tonight on spiritual gifts, and he, he sent me an email yesterday, and he said, I'm praying for your sermon, Randy. <clears throat> and then listen to his next sentence. He said, just imagine what would happen if everyone knew how God made them uniquely and would follow that instead of trying to be like somebody else. Isn't that so true? Wouldn't it be great if we valued the spiritual gifts that God has given us that we just read about in Romans 12. There were seven of them listed there. That's not the only <clears throat> list of spiritual gifts. In the Bible, if you, if you look at 1 Corinthians 12, you'll see a different list of spiritual gifts. And then if you look in Ephesians 4, you'll see an even different list. 
So <clears throat> it's a pretty broad list, actually, of over 20 different things that are mentioned as spiritual gifts. One of the, one of the writers, authors, pastors, theologians that our church has drawn from over the last 10 years is a man by the name of Sam Storms out of Oklahoma City. Sam is a godly gifted communicator and writer and he especially has incredible wisdom around spiritual gifts. He, he wrote a book that we would, the elders would strongly encourage all of you to read called The Beginner's Guide to Spiritual Gifts. Excellent book on, um, on spiritual gifts. Sam has an idea, a thought, that is interesting. He said, you know, I can't, <clears throat> I can't prove this, but he said, I think it's possible that there's even some spiritual gifts that aren't even mentioned in the Bible, or they're not even um, made a big deal out of in the listings, but yet God may want to give you a spiritual gift um, that's, uh, that's unique. So, <clears throat> how do you find out what your spiritual gift is? You know, the, one of the things that we've encouraged our body to do over the years is to practice listening prayer, to talk to God, to ask God, speak to God, and just ask him. So I think that's a great starting place of just asking him, God, what, what, is, what spiritual gifts have you given me? And then <clears throat> another great way to discern your spiritual gifting is ask your fellow hope members. About five to 10 years ago, Peter Swan made a comment about me, to me, and he said that, Randy, you know, I think God's given you a spiritual gift of wisdom. And I had never, I had never heard anybody specifically word it or say that or articulate that quite like that to me before. But it was very enlightening and very energizing and very clarifying. And so let me encourage you to ask your closest friends, what do you see in me that could be a gifting that God's given me? Let me encourage you that just in a few weeks, we're gonna be starting our new home groups um, with our new discipleship groups where we're gonna have four or five people in a group and you're gonna be in that group for a year. And there's gonna be a number of different things that we're gonna encourage these groups to do. But let me encourage you that one of the things that you could do that would be very powerful is as you get to know your small group, have that conversation and ask them, what do you see? What, as you've come to know me, what do you think my gifting is? And let me share with you what I see in you and what I think about your gifting. So take advantage of that over the next year. 
So <clears throat> does a person only get one spiritual gift? Early in my faith walk, I was taught that when you're saved, at the point of salvation, you receive a gift, at least one and probably not too many more. And that's kind of your gift for life. <clears throat> you know, I've come to, to have a different perspective about that since then. And, um, and part of the reason why I have a little different perspective about it is because of what we see in 1 Corinthians 14, where it says, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. So, <clears throat> so therefore, it's probably the case that you didn't just get whatever you got. And, and I do believe that when we're saved and the Holy Spirit comes to live in us, that there is an impartation of spiritual gift at that point. But <clears throat> Corinthians seems to make it clear that you can ask for more, that you can seek more, that you can desire more, that you should desire more, that it's actually important and valuable for you and for the body that you seek more and ask for more. So what is... What is the purpose or value of having spiritual gifts? So listen to, as I read 1 Peter 4, I want you to listen and see if you can hear two different things in here, <clears throat> two different reasons or purposes or values of spiritual gifts. 1 Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified in Christ Jesus. To catch those two things, serve so that everyone has received a gift, use it to serve one another and then so that in order that in everything God may be glorified. I like to say that that that's, uh, just makes God look good. That's what glorifies God. It makes him look good. But you know, I think that the spiritual gifts don't just serve the body and glorify God. I think they also impact you and me in a powerful way. When you think about the John 10, 10, I have come that you might have life and might have it abundantly. I think part of the abundance of the life that God wants us to have is seeing, receiving, embracing, and living into the spiritual gifts that God has, has given us. You know, I, Hope Church needs your gifting. Significantly needs your gifting. So when you start to feel marginalized, when you start to feel 
unimportant, when you start to feel unnecessary, uninvolved, disconnected. I hope that one of the thoughts that comes to your mind is, hmm, I wonder how my disconnection is actually hurting the body because everybody is needed. Everybody is is needed. Jesus at one point in Matthew 10 said, freely you have received, freely give. You know, for those of you that are fairly new to Hope Church, I just wanna encourage you that your gifting is needed. There's a reason God brought you to Hope Church. And part of that is to first receive and then to give. And we want you, as a new part of our body, we want you to receive. We want you to be filled up, built up, encouraged, inspired, healed, excited about, led to a deeper place of excitement about your intimacy with Jesus. But then we want you to not be the Dead Sea (laughs) that just receives, but also give that to others as well. So when you think about spiritual gifts, um, you know, one of the things that I think is helpful for you to, to embrace is what I would call, don't be afraid to fail. Um, you know, in, in 1 Corinthians 14, we are told to pursue the gift of prophecy. And <clears throat> prophecy as, it's, as it is laid out in 1 Corinthians 14 talks about how important that is for edification and encouragement and comfort to build up the body. It's actually getting direction and words from God that can be building up, edifying, encouraging, and comforting your fellow hope members. Well, hopefully, you would, could embrace the idea that, you know what? In order to get a, a word from God that he might want me to share with you, that that actually takes practice. That that's an imperfect process, that we're imperfect people living in a fallen world and, um, and that, that that's gonna be an imperfect process. Which is why we need to do that with humility. Again, your new discipleship group is the perfect place to practice that. It's the perfect place to say, hey, you know what? I I just, I don't know uh, for sure if this is uh, God putting this on my heart, but I think it is, and I think that he wants to encourage you with this word and, and just practice that in your discipleship group. 
because our discipleship groups are safe places. They're great safe places to practice that type of thing. You know another safe place for you to practice? It's with your spouse if you're married. Have you ever thought about asking God, you know, God, do you have a word of prophecy for me to share with my, my wife, my husband? Do you have a word of encouragement, a word of comfort, a word of um, exhortation that could be encouraging to build up my wife? That's the beauty of that gift of prophecy is it's intended to build up, not tear down. Well, where should you be building up things but in your marriage if you're married? So practice that gift in your marriage and ask God, God, give me words for my spouse. <clears throat> you know, I wonder what was going on in Timothy's life when Paul came to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 and said, do not neglect the gift, neglect the gift you have, which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. We don't know a lot about what was going on in Timothy's life at that point, but it sure sounds like that there was some type of spiritual gift that had grown a little cold, a little dormant, a little passive, a little unattended to. And Paul was coming along and was stirring it up and was saying, Timothy, don't neglect the gift. So it's almost like he was looking at Timothy, who he was discipling, and saying, let me challenge you, encourage you, exhort you, you're letting your spiritual gift languish a little bit. It, is it possible that that is going on in your life? Is it possible that over the last two or three years that the whole COVID environment that we've gone through just kind of put a little bit of that same dampening on your energy and enthusiasm and focus on pursuing your spiritual gift or asking God for more spiritual gifting. I hope that, that part of what can flow out of this conversation tonight is that it could stir up in you a desire to say, yeah, you know, it has gotten a little bit damped, tamped down, and I, I do want to fan the flame and ask God to give me more spiritual gifting. You know, some of you are, are fairly new. You're, maybe you're new to Hope Church and maybe you're, you didn't come out of a, a background where the gifts of the Spirit were talked about a lot. 
Maybe you even came out of a church where cessationism was more the norm rather than continuationism, what we would say we would believe that the gifts of the Spirit did not cease 2,000 years ago, but have carried forward. And, and some of you have, have come out of an environment where you've seen spiritual abuse of gifts. And because you've seen spiritual abuse, you've seen unhealthiness, it's caused you to to want to distance yourself from spiritual gifts. I, I know that I've gone through that over the years in different times, in different ways, whereas I've seen things um, that I, I, I thought, eh, you know, I don't, uh, it doesn't encourage me towards spiritual gifts. You know, <clears throat> so if that's where you're at, let me, let me encourage you with this thought. When you think about the, the church in Corinth, they are what we would call a hot mess, <laughs> to use our current terminology, right? The Corinthian church was a hot mess. And <clears throat> what did Paul do with that hot mess? What could he have done? Well, he could have said, hey, stop it. Put all that on the shelf. Quit pursuing the spiritual gifts. Just ignore that because y'all are messing it up. <clears throat> but I think what you actually see happening is him doing two things. One, he corrects, instructs, teaches, and helps them do it right, do it better, do it in healthy ways. And then second, <clears throat> and this is the part that's even more shocking, he says, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. He's telling the hot mess, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. So he's not shutting them down. He's actually encouraging them. Keep on going and I'll help you process this in a healthy way. So I hope that that can encourage you to um, press into and earnestly desire spiritual gifts. You know, sometimes when we see spiritual gifts within um, people, within our body, sometimes we can have a tendency to overly elevate their spiritual gifting. And, um, and, you know, I think one of the beautiful verses to help guide us <clears throat> with that comes out of 2 Corinthians 4, 7, where it says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And even our scripture, one of our verses tonight, Romans 12, 3, says, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. So 
I think there's an encouragement there that says, let's don't overly elevate spiritual gifts in certain people. Let's don't overly elevate our own. Let's walk in humility um, as we pursue this. You know, another word of <clears throat> encouragement slash caution that I would, would give is, you know, sometimes depending on your mental wiring, you can have a tendency to overthink this issue and, and try and, and just spend an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out what is my gift. And I just, um, I just want to encourage you not to overthink this. Um, you know, I think that um, <clears throat> God is going to continue to reveal and continue to give giftings to you as you ask, as you pursue. And, you know, I would just say from my own life experience that I've just, I was, I was even blown away even as I was preparing for this to just look back at my life and say, God, what are the gifts that you've given me over my lifetime? And, and it, you know, in addition to Peter's comment about wisdom, um, I've seen God making a deposit, a gifting deposit into me in the area of, of a giving, the spiritual gift of giving. He's made a, a significant deposit and gift to me in the area of mercy. He's made a significant deposit in exhortation, in the gift of, of exhortation and encouragement and, and building up. And one that he's, he's actually making a deposit in Stacy and I's life simultaneously. This is like a, a couple's gift, okay? You, know, you can ask for your own personal gift, but then you can also ask for a, a couple's gift. You know, it's like, God, okay, I want... I'd like a gift that Stacy and I both get at the same time, all right? So that we can do what? We can implement it together. Well, what's a great gift to get together with your spouse at the same time? There's probably a number of them, but the one that I'm... We're, we're getting, right, at this very moment is the gift of hospitality. We both have this in, internal desire to want to use our home more powerfully, more significantly to love on people. And so he's, he's giving us a joint gift uh, of hospitality. So, <clears throat> so I, I think that... Uh, and. And you know, honestly, as, as I have gotten to know you over these 10 years, and I, I'm, I'm blown away by the gifting that God has given each of you. Because most of you, you don't just have one gift. <laughs> I can guarantee you from the gifting that I see and your friends see in you, there's, there's more than one. And by the time you get to be 64, you're gonna be blown away at what all God has given you. 
how he's deposited additional gifts into your life. And then hopefully that just spills over into a heart of gratitude so that just like those lepers getting given a gift, if you'd ask those lepers, hey, if, if there's one thing God could give you that would be the greatest possible gift possible, what would it be? I think they'd have all said the same thing <laughs> and, and it's what they got. And so, so let's be that one of the 10 that sees the gift and the gifts that God's given us and thanks God, that worships God, that enjoys God, that delights in God because we see the incredible gifting that he has given us and that that gifting is for our own ability to live out the abundant life and then for our ability to serve the body and then our ability to put a smile on God's face and for God to enjoy our lives of living out the gifting. So what I'd like to do in closing is I would like to lead you through a prayer. <clears throat> you know, Matthew 7 says that um, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will God give <clears throat> good gifts to those who ask? We have a generous, gift-giving God. <clears throat> it's another beautiful thing that hit me this week. You know, as I thought about that verse in, in Matthew 7, that, that God wants to give, just like we want to give gifts to our children, God wants to give gifts to us. And, and, and a, part, a big part of that is spiritual gifts, I believe. So would you, <clears throat> would you uh, walk with me? I'm gonna lead you through three different prayers. So join me in the first one. For this first one, I want you to tell him thank you for being such a generous, gift-giving God. Just express to him, in general, a thank you for him being a generous, gift-giving God. Would you just say that to him now? Now, would you, would you thank him for the specific gifts he's given you? Maybe you don't, 
you're not 100% sure all of what he's given you, but, but you know you've, you probably can put your arms around some of his gifting that he's given you. So thank him for what he has given you. And now last, would you tell him that you desire more? Would you just express your heart's desire that you desire more spiritual gifting? And I hope you don't feel selfish in asking that because he's, he's told you to ask for that, to earnestly desire spiritual gifts. So just tell him that it is your desire to get all that he has to give you. So as our prayer team comes up um, front for a time of prayer, I want to just encourage you to to uh, come up and 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 just share your heart with a prayer partner. Share your heart with them as to what what this is stirring up in you. Share with them how any um, any hopes that this may be stirring up in you. Any um, any way in which maybe you've let some spiritual gifting f grow dormant and, and this is fanning that flame and you want them to pray for you that it would be fanned even greater. Share with them any fears you have about pressing in and going down this road. If there's ever a place and a time and a way in which you've been hurt by some spiritual gifting, just pray for healing in that. And just pray with them and ask them to pray for you that you would have just a, a, a passionate heart to grow in your spiritual gifting. Father, I thank you so much for your presence tonight. I thank you for your generous, generous gift-giving heart. Thank you so much that you have uh, given us be abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think. So would you, Father, now just, um, just pour out your spirit and give us all that we need to be the body that walks in the fullness of your gifting and all that you have so that we might be like that one leper that comes back and praises you and honors you and worships you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.